My apologies for not having more of these, and we will get them in by the end of the week. Um, oh, you know, a year ago, I, I said that um, <clears throat> once we got the city budget and some other management issues under control, that the focus was going to shift to the most important issue, which was community, neighborhood, and, and schools. And uh, for those of you who, who uh, haven't been intimately involved, last fall we uh, got the neighborhood resource teams going. Um, they're now starting their initial work um, and have been for the last three, four months. Um, for the last 10 to 15 years, almost every major city in the United States has had significant involvement with its companion school district. Uh, this is true from Sacramento to Boston, and that collaboration has been a major and significant area in showing improvement, not just in the schools, but also within the quality of life in the community. It's about time we did so here in, in Madison. Um, this is a booklet that was put out by the U.S. Conference of Mayors detailing some of the relationships and the involvement. And before we go much in much depth into this, I want to make a couple of things real clear about what we're discussing because there are some parts of parts of this which I just automatically rule out, which is not an option for us. If you turn to the very center, <clears throat> you'll see what they categorize as five possibilities. Uh, alignment, which is really communication, partnership, advocacy, partial control, and full control. And I want to make it real clear that I am not interested in items four and five. Uh, it's just simply not on the agenda as far as I'm concerned. Um, I have no interest in any city involvement in the actual management of the district. And frankly, from what I've seen around the country, um, that's not the real determinative factor in, in success. Uh, certainly, I'd like to get us to something much stronger than alignment and partnership, but to real advocacy and working as a team, working collaboratively with the school district. What form that's going to take, I don't have a clue. And that's what that's that's what we're embarking on. We've got a liaison committee between the school district and the city. Uh, on the city side of it, uh, Alder Matt Fair, who happens to be a teacher outside the district, serves. The council president pro tem, uh, Shiva Badarsilaf, is, is a very active member and representing the mayor's office is Astra from my staff. And so I'm basically hoping to hand this off to our city members and have them uh, in the spirit which I enjoy, which is uh, let someone else do the heavy lifting. Uh, have them start working with the district on a formal basis 
to see how we can develop that collaboration and partnership. This is not exclusively for them. There's a role for the private sector, and we think of the private sector in two different ways. One is the nonprofits, which work closely with, with our educational system, and the other is the businesses in our community who have an active role. And that's for them to figure out. The role I plan to play is, is this. Um, first, <clears throat> we've got the 120 or so members of the city staff who are part of the neighborhood resource teams in the community. And so I will use my role as mayor to direct them in whatever the findings are to work with the district and to work with the schools. The second thing I plan to do is something I've already started, which is to um, uh, meet with officials in other cities to learn what they've done, learn what their experiences are, and to pass that information on uh, to, to the members of the, of the committee so that they've got the, the access um, to that information. Um, and I'm also, by the way, going to be looking at some of the um, municipalities where you do have this greater control. Because while we may not be interested uh, in any structural changes in our relationship, there's, I still think, things to learn. For example, let me just give you uh, one that kind of fascinates me. Um, the mayoral control uh, in Chicago is quite extensive, and very frankly, the Chicago experience has not been very good. The mayoral control in New York and Boston has been as extensive, and there it seems that the results are, are significantly better. The question of city involvement then is not a necessarily determining factor in regards to outcome. So I'm real curious as to what they did differently in those two city, in those three cities, which are significantly larger than us. At the same time, uh, while I have no firsthand information, there's examples of two very different types of cities, more in our size category. One is Akron, Ohio, and the other is New Haven, Connecticut. And I'm, I'm real curious as to what's happened there. And so um, for those today looking for definitive answers, there are none. This is the beginning of a discussion, of an exploration, um, but it's very clear um, that in major cities around the United States, building these partnerships have been extensive in the last decade, and we have to do more than we've done to date. Uh, the last two things I want to comment on are this. One, we've got a really great school system, and I think that's oftentimes lost in the discussion. When you look at graduation rates, when you look at, um, at, at the success of our graduates, we've had some really fine outcomes. And at the same time, we've got some challenges which have been well documented the past year. And if I'm going to fault the district, um, I think it's for not defining those challenges 
and how well they have done under the circumstances. Which isn't to say there isn't a big job for us to do as a team. But I want to stress a couple of things. Um, I've been real curious for years as to how we are doing in regards to educating kids who've spent their entire lives here in the Madison area and those who've not spent a great deal of time in our school district. If you look at these two color bar charts, for example, uh, and this is, uh, the, the first one is the successful completion by the length of time spent in the school district. And you will see that those um, spending 8.1 years or, or more, um, only 5% fail to either graduate or have an HSED. And yet for those who've spent um, a year in the district, that number is, is close to 30%, uh, 70%, over 70%. If you go to the second chart, and we deal just with the high school students, you'll see that those with over three and a half to 4.1 years uh, end up with a diploma or continuing at the rate of close to 97%. But if the kid's in the district for over just a year or less, that number is considerably lower. It's 60%. So I should say 60% fail to either continue or have a diploma. I think this is a major variable and something for which we need accounting. Um, there's over 900 kids in our school district that are homeless. And we know that a homeless kid has an incredibly difficult time learning. I'm not sure that the city of Madison can solve the homeless problem, but certainly um, we've got a greater responsibility than the school district in terms of dealing with the housing issue. And one of the things that we, we've learned is that um, you know, well over 50% of those homeless families, um, when we take any given snapshot of time, have been uh, living outside of the city of Madison in the last three years. There was a significant number uh, moving into Madison. And that's a challenge that we have to address. Um, the intent of this is, is not to discuss the homeless problem, but it is to recognize that this is a challenge for the school district, and it is one that is not seen in our suburban school districts. It's not seen in Milwaukee um, and, and, and many of the other cities that, to which there's comparisons. The in-migration of homeless families with kids who have not had a decent academic experience. So this is, this is certainly one of the areas that, that we have to take on and, and we have to address. I, I recently asked um, that if it's possible 
that we get a breakout of the data that just came out this earlier this week in regards to performance on the standardized test. Can that data be broken out so we can look at the test results by length of time in the district? So returning to the major subject here, uh, we're going to join uh, a good number of very successful communities in uh, creating this partnership and this collaboration. And I think that this is just one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in, in my tenure in government. I'm very thankful that uh, not only we have members of the city council here, but also members and candidates for, um, for the school board. And I've discussed this with our superintendent, um, Dan Nered. Uh, we don't know his tenure, but uh, he's obviously fully committed to working with the city and, and welcomes it. I'm just sorry that uh, it took us this long to get engaged, but I did think it was necessary to first more or less get our own house in order before we embarked on something of this stature. So, um, I don't know if uh, any of the other school board members or anybody, council, wishes to say something, please feel free. Otherwise, we... I'll say something. I, of course, can't represent the entire board, but I'd like to say that partnerships between the city and the schools, as the mayor has said, have been successful. And I, I truly look forward to this. There are so many things that the city can give us and that we can give the city. It is important that we function together rather than against each other. And uh, as our schools go, so go our cities. And as our cities go, so go our schools. And this is pretty much the historical nature of it. And I'm, I'm so glad the mayor has taken uh, an interest in this and will help us on the school board as much as possible. Um, as a member of the Board of Education Common Council Liaison Committee um, with, with Shiva, um, representing the school district, we've talked about how we can better um, move forward as partners with the city, schools, and, and also the county. So we look forward to continuing those discussions on how we can all partner to, um, to support the education of all of our, our children. And I think there's tremendous opportunities um, for us to evaluate and a lot of success stories in other communities that um, we can study. So thank you for doing this. Anybody else? Shiva, do you? Uh, I mean, from, from my perspective as the current chair of the city um, Board of Education Liaison Committee. This is discussions that we've had at the committee level as, as far as how we can really use that committee um, to create initiatives and partnerships that are at a higher level than just um, sharing information. We've had very successful partnerships um, that, that have happened, but I think that we're at a place in our community where we really need to, to put a lot more effort in what the city, and I think you're correct, in, in the county and, and the, the school district can do together to um, address um, the issues that we are seeing. I think that um, the uh, school district certainly has taken um, a lot of blame <laughs> in the community, and um, I, 
I certainly want to uh, make sure that we understand that this is not a school district issue. This is a community-wide issue and that we all need to be at the table for us to, to solve it. And there is no doubt in my mind that the school district, if, even if they did everything and they had all the money in the world, could not solve alone these issues that, that we are facing with um, with poverty and achievement gaps and, and uh, racial disparities. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being engaged in partnerships that can really address it from a comprehensive perspective. I'm just wondering, you know, you said at this point you're not quite sure what form this advocacy will take and you still intend to meet with other uh, leaders of other cities. So um, when do you hope to start seeing some of this be put into action? I, I would hope that we'd have at least some idea of the direction and what kind of model by the end of the summer. Is this, uh, as far as what the impetus was for creating this, is it something that you went out and saw other cities doing? Is it specific challenges that it, this school district faces? Which one? Well, it's, it's a number. First of all, you know, I've said since the 1970s when I was mayor, and, and it was basically said by Shiva just now, as mayor, there's nothing I can do about the quality of life in this community that has the impact and the force that our school system has. That's the most important thing. Um, and this is, you know, part of why uh, I decided to run last year. But uh, as I've had more and more contact with other mayors and looked at their involvement and, and, and seeing what's going on, that's accelerated. Uh, uh, I was given this document in mid-January at a meeting. Uh, last Thursday I was in Washington and I met with the staff person for the Conference of Mayors who works on education, works on these things. Uh, I spoke with uh, Mayor Johnson earlier this week of uh, Sacramento. Uh, we touched on a number of subjects. This was one of them. Uh, he and I have different opinions. He wants more mayor involvement in terms of structure. But like I said, uh, there's things to be learned all over. And so uh, next week I'm going to be in Chicago meeting with some folks. Two weeks from now I go to Boston on a food conference. But I'm going to try and squeeze in a uh, meeting uh, with the mayor's uh, education specialists while I'm there. Um, so I'll be doing that kind of work while the committee is doing its, and like I said, what I, what I learn I'll transmit to them. Of course, this announcement comes on the heels of the superintendent's resignation. What challenge, uh, what <laughs> challenge does that give you in, in what you're going forward on? You know, one of the thoughts was, does that change our timing or anything? Um, actually, some of you may have been at the board meeting on Monday. The, or, or beginning of this week, which was the same day that the announcement came, but I decided to go ahead and I spent three minutes at the board meeting uh, letting the board know about this. Um, I don't think there's any one of us that, um, and I think that Superintendent Nariad would say this, that's so indispensable that this should not move forward. Mayor, could you be a little more explicit about 
what you're wondering might be at work in the discrepancies and graduation rates between long-time district students and newcomers? Well, the first thing that's obvious is that the, the kids who've been in the district a long time have a far greater success record than those who don't. Mm -hmm. That, to me, says a lot about the quality of education here. Um, but it also means by, by parsing out this information, now maybe that's going to give us some ideas for strategies on how to deal with the subject, the, the challenge of, of getting our kids um, to, to, to excel. But I'll tell you, it's, I mean, you take a kid who's been in another district with significant underperformance, um, and they're in ninth, tenth grade. It's a challenge. It's a challenge for the kid, their family, and the district. But uh, let's just say that the most difficult challenges are, are what we're looking forward to dealing with. So th that's the assumption that uh, the relative newcomers have had a less uh, solid foundation. I don't think there's any question about that. Okay. I don't think there's any question about that. Maybe Sullivan, um, are there other examples currently of the school district and the city working together in some way? Um, other? For us or some Well, I guess either way. Well, yeah. back in the 90s when the neighborhood resource teams were more active, the neighborhood resource teams would get engaged with whatever neighborhood school covered their area. And I remember specifically, for example, we had certain areas. Remember, every team was different, and there was only about 10 or 12 focused areas. But for example, I remember one of the things that the neighborhood resource teams did, and this was made much more effective, by the way, when the county brought in social workers. But one of the things they did was really focused on parental involvement, getting the parents involved in the kids' education, getting the parents literally into the schools because that's a challenge I mean for those of us who come from a household with two parents that's a challenge being a single parent and being able at night to get to the school get involved in parent-teacher conferences everything else attend assemblies is there a way that you're because you've recreated the neighborhood resource teams, is there a way that like the principal of the school in the area of the resource team or somebody could be a member of the city's team or is there any kind of institutional barriers to that? Well, that's when we start calling it more joining forces for families. That that once you know the team is a city team, but when they meet and they convene, they're gonna be with school leaders, they're gonna be with neighborhood business leaders, they're gonna be with neighborhood activists. They're going to hopefully be with county social workers. That's what you're, I mean, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Today, yeah. You said that uh, well over 50% of those homeless families have been living outside of Madison in the last three years. Do you have a, a stat on that? Um, 52? Lived outside Madison in the past year. Or stated their addresses being on Madison address. Yeah. Yeah. 48% had City of Madison addresses in 2011, meaning 52%. What document is that? It's a email 
from Sue Wallinger of the CDBG office to me, dated uh, January 18th, 2012, where I asked these questions. Is there a date in there that we can? Well, share? that was for the year 2011. Okay. Should we make copies? Should we make copies? Thank you, Ann. Who's going to, from the school district, is going to be on the team? Has that been decided? That's the liaison. Well, the liaison committee members are yourself and. Currently, um, from the school district on the liaison committee, it's myself, Arlene Silvera, and school board member Maya Cole. And then from the district, it's a super assistant superintendent for business services, Eric Cass. Now, typically, committees change in the May-June time frame, so there could potentially be um, be change, but we, we have not discussed new committees yet. And that's the, the representation from the school district you anticipate working with the city under this new initiative? Um, we're already working together. This committee has this been is ongoing. A new, this is a long-standing committee. Yes. So we, we meet monthly to discuss city um, school district initiatives and in issues. This has been going on. This committee has existed for a number of years. We're just re the, the mayor is rec uh, recommending that it be refocused, is what it sounds like. Or well, I think it's, the, it's, the it's the appropriate body well, to I'm, take this up. I'm curious the neighborhood resource teams. Are you, are you saying that the neighborhood resource teams that the city runs, that it's all city staff, are going to include a school district staff member? I'm no, no. Neighborhood resource teams are made up of anywhere from six to a dozen city staff people. That's who we assign to the team. But then the team goes out and then gets engaged with people in the neighborhood, which may be, like I said, anyone from neighborhood activists to local school people to businesses to religious leaders. What I'm asking is, are, I mean, you guys are all public institutions in this community. What's stopping like the school district from putting a, a I don't know, a, a school, a, a, something from that school on that team? If they want to send someone to work with the team, fine. I mean, I don't know if that's good. Yes. If I if I remember correctly, our our local social workers within each school building worked hand in hand with the neighborhood teams. Joint Forces for Family was a very very good program. Uh, I was teaching at Cherokee at the time, and our social worker, who was Ann Colville, um, was always bringing parents into the building, seeking help for them outside the building through the neighborhood uh, groups, and we always had parents in the building at any given time for the children. So. Uh, it will have access. We will. They will. I would hope, and I would push for access to our school officials and our schools and our social workers. Putting any money into this, or is it just uh, bringing the people together? There will be money eventually. It's going to become a priority, I believe. <laughs> we will have to. But let's see what the recommendations are. Mayor, do you see any overlap with the South Madison Promise Zone initiative? I think partnership is more is, is, is the best term, mm -hmm. um, and and that you know I mean there's so many other things going on. Mm -hmm. the, we've got some tutoring programs, we have mentoring programs, um, and the resources are really different throughout the district. Mm -hmm. So um, doing that, I think we're, we're I think undoubtedly we'll be working with with institutions like the Urban League. Uh, we can't be isolated, obviously, from the Schools of Hope program, which is already in existence. And let me just mention, it's more than the Madison Metropolitan School District. We're going to have to figure out, at least I've got a concern as mayor,
about those kids who are living in the uh, uh, Middleton Cross Plain School District. Um, uh, mm -hmm. So we, we got, we're going to have to work this out there too. But you know, this is the major focus. All right. Any further questions? If not, thank you all very much. Have a nice weekend. Anne's making copies of the data on the homeless intake uh, that we've got. And hopefully we'll have it for you before you leave. Thanks.